This podcast brought to you by Gowan Canada, makers of Edge Microactive Pre-Emergent Herbicide. The heartbeat of Saskatchewan is agriculture, and 620 CKRM is proud to be your source for everything ag. Welcome to Saskatchewan Agriculture Today with your host, Jim Smalley. I'm Tanner Waldo-Skibner filling in for Jim Smalley for the last time as he will be back on Monday. Welcome to Saskatchewan Agriculture Today, brought to you by Harvard Western Insurance. We don't judge. Here's another reminder to renew your plates today. Visit harvardwestern.com and brought to you by Arcola Co-op. You're at home here on Highway 13 in Arcola. Today we're going to be talking to AGT Food President Mirab Al-Khatib about Ukraine and also about the announcement of an oats plant that's going to be happening around Saskatoon. We're also going to be talking about a variety of things in dealing with barley and have a market update from our usual friend Adam Piccalo. That's all coming up with your farm weather and market updates in its usual spot. This is Saskatchewan Agriculture Today with 620 CKRM Agri-News Director Jim Smalley. In for Jim Smalley for Saskatchewan Agriculture Today, which this portion of Agriculture Today is brought to you by Johnston's Grain, helping growers contract any type of grain. Call 1-800-324-7778 and brought to you by Farm Fresh Water. They'll make your water well wonderful and your dugout drinkable. Get your farm fresh water today at farmfreshwater.ca. As the Russian invasion of Ukraine continues into its ninth day, over one million refugees have fled the country. Murad Al-Khatib is the president and CEO of AGT Foods Foods and Ingredients, and he talked about the conflict. With the Russian invasion of Ukraine, what is kind of your reaction to that, and has it had an impact on your business in any way? Well, you know, I think that we've, we've all got to be realistic. This conflict is unfortunately, uh, you know, not going to be over in the, in the very short term. And, you know, the effects of this are going to be quite lasting. I mean, we are seeing now, you know, this is again in March, April is a prime seeding time, you know, in a place like Ukraine. And so we are uh, expecting that crops are not going to get seeded with the, with the conflict. And so, you know, in essence, what that's going to do is it's, it's really going to constrain you know, the whole Black Sea origin, uh, you know, over the coming season. So we're watching yellow peas and uh, we're watching uh, wheat and we're watching, you know, all of the different uh, commodities in particular, you know, the effect of the sunflower side will have on oil seeds. So, you know, we're expecting that Russia and Ukraine uh, conflict is going to cause that region to be, you know, pretty much out of the market. And, you know, what will really dictate, I think, the, uh, the longer term trend is the recovery in the Canadian crop. And, uh, you know, again, coming off of the drought uh, and the war now, things are quite firm. But when we do look around the province, there's, you know, good moisture in a, in a number of areas. There's still a lot of dry areas. But I, I recall as I grew up in Davidson over the years, we never, people would always say we never, ever grew a crop or lost a crop in February and March. So, you know, again, we need those April, May rains. So we are, you know, expecting that, you know, Canada is going to have a good season and there's going to be a lot of demand for Canadian product. And uh, with a new crop, it's going to be a good opportunity. What we're seeing in the near term is food aid opportunity. You know, we got to feed the refugees. So we've been working actively with the United Nations and the International Red Cross to bring, uh, you know, our products uh, into the food aid systems to make sure that we can respond to that crisis like we have to the Syrian crisis, Afghanistan and, uh, and Yemen. So, you know, that's where our eye is now is we've offered our full you know, supply chain and network and factories in Turkey and in the region 
to make sure that uh, that that the mouths in Ukraine are able to be fed, you know, as they're uh, dealing with the crisis. It's a, it's a tragedy, and it's one that we're watching very very closely. And our prayers and our thoughts are with the Ukrainian people and the Ukrainian Canadians as we go through this conflict. And the number seems to be growing by the day of the amount of Ukrainian refugees over one million. Will you guys be doing anything in terms of providing food support or, or anything to help out those refugees? Yeah, absolutely. And when we're looking at the Russia, at the Ukraine situation in particular, you know, we're uh, we're designing packages now that are containing, you know, Canadian Durham made into bulgur wheat, uh, you know, Canadian green lentils, uh, white beans uh, that are locally produced in that region, and then pasta as well that are produced from Canadian Durham. So, you know, really we we got to make sure that we've got a good strong balance. We'll put that along with rice and wheat flour, and uh, we're preparing family parcels and rations that'll be given out, you know, by the international aid agencies. So, you know, the pulses are the main uh, protein in that ration. So the pulses and the durum give the, you know, 13 and 14 and 22 and 28 percent proteins that give balance to that ration. So, you know, we're definitely with our agricultural potential in this country, helping to respond to the crisis in Ukraine. And do you guys work with the United Nations or, or Red Cross? Absolutely. AGT would be, uh, you know, among the largest, if not the largest supplier of food aid, you know, in these staple commodities and pulses and, and uh, you know, durums and rices. Uh, you know, we've been doing that for, you know, over you know, a couple of decades uh, since the very beginning. And so, you know, it's a very active program. In fact, I was in the Middle East a uh, week before last uh, meeting with the United Nations and, you know, again, at that point, we were preparing for the conflict. The conflict had not launched yet. And so, you know, again, discussions were ongoing about providing Canadian supply chain, you know, linked into regional production. And again, the discussions were for not only uh, Ukraine, but also for, as I mentioned earlier, Afghanistan. The Syrian refugee crisis continues. Yemen is still on people's minds. So those are, are uh, you know, uh, crises that are being dealt with currently. And these are deep, deep uh, crises with, uh, you know, again, billion-dollar requirements for food aid. And so, you know, we're very pleased that we can do this as a part of our business. We can contribute back, and, uh, you know, we can definitely help out uh, with the refugee crisis. And, and so it's business putting their focus to work to help to solve a societal problem. That's what I believe as an entrepreneur is part of the future. We will have more from al Khatib. In just a moment. Back to Saskatchewan Agriculture Today with Jim Smalley on 620 CKRM. This portion is brought to you by Seedmaster. No matter what you grow, Seedmaster has the ultimate seeding solutions. For better crops and bigger profits, Seedmaster.ca. Another value-added food processing announcement has come in the province. Regina-based AGT Food and Ingredients will be adding an out-processing line to its facility in Aberdeen, about 40 kilometers northeast of Saskatoon. Murad Al-Khatib, who is the president and CEO of AGT Food and Ingredients. How are you going to implement the out-processing line into what is currently there? Yeah, there will be actually, uh, you know, some building footprints that have to be altered uh, but you know we actually have quite a bit of space there and so you know we're going to be able to uh, to add in you know all of the oat processing equipment so the front cleaning side is there already all the storage is there the related infrastructure but you know the uh, oat dehulling you know and, and uh, all the necessary infrastructure to to, to uh, produce you know very high quality food grade 
uh, oat growth and uh, and oat products are going to be uh, implemented in that facility. So pretty exciting to kind of combine that with the pulse and food ingredients business that we've developed in North America and in the world. Because when we look at oats and pulses, we have a real complementarity of the amino acids. The digestibility is enhanced when we blend those two products together. So when we look at the bakery and pasta and snacks, you know, uh, businesses in North America and in the world, we see oats and pulses as a winning combination. Any idea on how long the construction process is going to take? We're actually hoping uh, to be up and running, uh, receiving oats here this uh, harvest. And uh, before the end of the calendar year, we'll be finished. Uh, you know, all the construction and finished products will be going out to the world. So, you know, it's a, it's a project that's been under planning for uh, quite a while. And, you know, even with longer lead times on equipment and things, we've got everything ordered and on the way. And, uh, you know, works have actually already started in terms of getting ready to be ready for this fall. Will this mean a increase in employment once everything is up and running? Yeah, absolutely. You know, again, uh, you know, the current plant staff are all uh, going to be retained and, and uh, put into the new operation. And we are expecting that, you know, not only are we going to be handling a lot more tonnage, but, uh, you know, again, there's going to be uh, additional jobs that as the, you know, the uh, the processing is uh, is continued to evolve at that site, we definitely see further expansions coming. Any idea on how many people work uh, there currently? Yeah, I think there's uh, probably around uh, 12 or so, and we're expecting the workforce could, you know, up to double. And, and uh, you know, again, this will create opportunities there. It'll also create other opportunities around some of the other value-added processing facilities. We're building an extrusion plant at Regina, and uh, that plant will also be receiving oat uh, ingredients from this plant, and it'll go into our food ingredient manufacturing business, uh, you know, all throughout North America. So... This will be an integral part of the supply chain link to farmers to bring the oat side to the pulse side to the food and plant-based foods around the world. And does that mean that your customers would be larger food plants in Canada and around the world? Yeah, we've got actually, um, you know, the, the main target will be the companies that are producing, you know, oat-related, uh, you know, cereals. So flaking companies, uh, breakfast cereal, cereal bar companies. And then also, AGT itself will be a big client, as I said, for our extrusion business. So we'll be looking at oat and pulse-based pastas and our veggie pasta brand, which has been launched in North America. And then we'll be also selling uh, into, you know, bakery and uh, snacks manufacturers who are already buying ingredients from us in our plant-based business. So, you know, again, the, uh, the um, sales side and, and uh, that side, you know, we're quite fortunate that we've spent the last decade building this business and oats is a natural extension of what we're doing. Anything else you want to add on this? Excited for uh, for the future in Saskatchewan and excited to be investing back here in our home province. And, you know, again, uh, you know, uh, oats and, uh, and pulses are a great combination. We're excited to offer Saskatchewan's best to the world. The Aberdeen plan had been handling pulse crops for the last 15 years. Time now for Real Agriculture with Sean Haney. Brought to you in part by Karst Holdings in Assiniboia and Schlamp's Integra Tire in Grenfell. Your locally owned Integra Tire dealers on The Source 620 CKRM. This is your realagriculture.com update. Bring the energy of Real Ag Radio to your next customer meeting or conference. From your stage, we'll record an episode in person to inform and provide insight on the latest in agriculture. 
Email advertising at realagriculture.com to learn more about this unique keynote opportunity. We're going to talk about sustainability in the livestock sector, joined right now by Dr. Sarah Place. She is the Chief Sustainability Officer with Alanco. Uh, Dr. Place, how are you doing? Good, good. How are you? I'm doing fantastic. Great to chat with you. So you, you, you were part of a panel presentation at the recent uh, NCBA cattle convention talking about sustainability in our sector. You know, I, I guess to start off, what role does a company like Alanco play in this work that's being done in the area of sustainability? Yeah, so of course, Alanco, we're an animal health company. And uh, at first, sometimes people may think, well, what does that have to do with sustainability? But a lot, right, in terms of we know that healthy animals are more productive animals um, and our products and our services directly affect that productivity and the efficiency of livestock producers. Um, And then the other thing is that just as with everything in animal ag, we're just hearing more about sustainability issues, things like greenhouse gas emissions, um, and so our, our role as serving our customers is to really say, hey, we're hearing a lot about this. What else can we do for our customers? And that's, that's also spurred uh, more innovation on our side of how do we get in there to help our customers really track their progress? And that's something we're focused on now. Yeah, the, the tracking and the measuring a uh, key piece of this. Is, is sustainability well-defined in the, in the cattle sector right now? Yes, it is. You know, if you think about both in the U.S. and Canada, there's there's both both countries have organizations of uh, the roundtables for sustainable beef. And so both of those organizations have done a good job of really defining what sustainability means for the cattle industry. And it's really about three main areas, right? About producing beef, safe, nutritious, but doing so in an environmentally responsible manner, in a socially responsible manner and very importantly, economically viable manner, right? So um, that's pretty well uh, understood and recognized that those are the three areas that we got to work on. And even though the environment piece tends to grab most of the attention, we know first and foremost, you got to be economically viable, right, to be sustainable. Yeah, that's the heart. That's the that's where the rubber hits the road in all of this, right? Is that you, you probably talk exactly. to any rancher or feed yard across the U.S. or Canada, and they'll say, well, I'm sustainable. Um, and I'll, I'm willing to do some of these things if, if you are going to raise the bar on me. But I, I, I also, there's an economic part of this too. Um, is, is that the reality that the consumer sometimes maybe doesn't fully understand? Or how, how do they view that? Yeah, I think that's true. I think that we see there's pressure from a sustainability standpoint from consumers, but the other angle that it comes from is investors as well, right? And so both of those are very important from that economic standpoint is, you know, who is putting the dollars into the industry, the consumer, and then also from a standpoint of, as any farmer or rancher knows, right, you got to be able to have a good relationship with your banker as well. And so that both of those matter from that standpoint in terms of, who's asking questions and that comes back to that idea of okay well we need to have credible ways to show what we already know which is a lot of folks are doing a really great job have made a lot of progress over time um, but also nobody's claiming that they're perfect right so that's where we come back to we need a good measuring stick to keep us on the right track so i'm interested you said that blanco's role here is kind of measurement and tracking um are, are just before we get into that are is there also a lot of work being done on the innovation side from a product standpoint um, you know, to reduce the methane emissions uh, from from cows, or just yeah, you know, I'm, I'm kind of making stuff up. But uh, where do you, where does it fit from a product innovation standpoint? Yes, absolutely. So that's something that Lanco and other companies are looking at. Is um, you know, we make products that alter rumen fermentation now and can have a benefit from improving feed efficiency standpoint. 
And it's really just building upon that um, across the board and what can we do to reduce enteric methane emissions directly, right? Um, so yes, that is a focus of innovation along with that, that bigger systems perspective, if you will. And that's where that animal health piece comes in. And hopefully that makes sense is basically as from, from birth all the way to a packing plant in the beef industry, anything we can do to make sure that animal is healthy, we don't have as many mortality losses, right? All, you know, reproduction efficiency, all those things add up to reduce total emissions per pound of beef as well. So it's kind of a dual thing from an innovation standpoint. This has been your Real Agriculture Update. You can find out more about this issue or many others at realagriculture.com. It's your agri-weather forecast on The Source 620 CKRM. The official 620 CKRM farm weather is brought to you by Shepherd Realty in Regina. Specializing in farm and ranch real estate in Saskatchewan, call Harry, Justin, or Devin at 352-1866. And by Moose Jaw Truck Shop, the number one choice for any diesel engine repair. Drop in, no appointment necessary, or visit moosejawtruckshop.com. Today, more snow is set to fall, however, just not as much as yesterday, with 2 to 4 centimeters expected. The temperature will be steady near minus 9, with wind chill hitting a low of minus 17 this afternoon. Tonight, there's a 60% chance of light snow, a low of minus 13, wind chill of minus 15 this evening, and dropping to minus 22 overnight. Tomorrow, it'll be mainly cloudy with a 60% chance of light snow, a high of minus 11, and wind chill of minus 22, and a low of minus 20 tomorrow night. There's no more snow in the rest of the forecast, as on Sunday, there's a high of minus 9 and a low of minus 11. On Monday, things warm up to a high of minus 2 with a low of minus 10. And on Tuesday, there's another mix of sun and clouds with a high of minus 8 and a low of minus 18. The normal high for today is minus 3 and the normal low for today is minus 15. Sunrise was at 7.36 this morning and sunset is at 6.44. Looking at the temperatures around the province at this hour, in Estevan, it's minus 10. In Yorkton, it's minus 11, Swift Current minus 8, Moose Jaw sits at minus 10, Weyburn minus 9, and in Regina, it's minus 9. We'll be back in a moment. Get out to an early start on weed control in next year's canola and lentil crop using Group 3 Edge Microactive from Gowan Canada this fall. Edge Microactive maximize yields today and manage resistance for tomorrow. Always read and follow label directions from Gowan Canada. You're listening to Saskatchewan Agriculture Today with 620 CKRM News Director, Jim Smalley. Tanner Waldo-Scribner filling in for Jim Smalley this week. This portion of Saskatchewan Agriculture Today is brought to you by McDougal Auctioneers. Get fair market value for your assets with an online auction through McDougal Auctioneers, McDougalAuctions.com. And brought to you by Pattison Liquid Systems, experts in liquid fertilizer distribution. Fertilizers just better when it's wetter. Pattison Liquid Systems, expect the best. The Ministry of Agriculture and Agri-Foods Canada announced an investment of over $960,000 for the Canadian Malton Barley Technical Centre to expand existing and develop new markets for Canadian barley and barley products. Jill McDonald is the Executive Director with SAS Barley and says this is excellent news. The funding that has been provided, it um, matches the membership contributions that we as Sass Barley and other member organizations contribute. So it's a 50-50 match with the government money. And those dollars go to still support the CMBTC's technical support and market development programming for the Barley value chain. 
So we find at SAS Barley that CMBTC is a really valuable organization for barley farmers in the province because it is a unique organization in the world. So it's helping provide competitive advantage for Canadian barley because of the unique technical support services it provides and the market development programming. One of the main benefits we're getting right now is through the CMBTC, it's really driving some of the acceptance of the new malting varieties within both our domestic maltsters and our international customers as well. So it's just providing better yielding varieties to producers and with better agronomic characteristics through those variety acceptance programs. So it's, it's a pretty important announcement for the industry. McDonald talks about the impact the announcement will have on farmers here in the land of the living skies. So the, the big thing right now is a continuation of the work on the variety acceptance. Um, as many farmers know, malt barley has had a, has a lower turnover in new varieties compared to other crops. And we're starting to see these new malting varieties accelerate in their acceptance by end-use customers. So the value provided to producers is just higher yielding varieties that have really good agronomic packages for the field and results in a higher return to producers. And I guess, are you happy with the investment amount of over $960,000, or was it something maybe looking for more? Just kind of what was your reaction to, to the amount that was invested? Absolutely. It was a really important investment into the Canadian Milton Barley Technical Centre. So I kind of mentioned before that those funds are matched 50-50 with the member contributions within CMBTC. So... It's a very valuable contribution to the industry. Jill McDonald is the executive director with SAS Barley. You're tuned to Saskatchewan Agriculture Today on The Source 620 CKRM. This segment of Saskatchewan Agriculture Today is brought to you by Dagelman Industries. Look to Dagelman for the most reliable, dependable, engineered, tough equipment on the market and Arcola Building Supplies. Small town lumberyard, big on service, ArcolaBuildingSupplies.com. With more than 1 million Ukrainian citizens, women, children, and the elderly fleeing to nearby countries, the Canadian Food Grains Bank is one of the many groups providing assistance for the refugees. Andy Harrington is the executive director of the Canadian Food Grains Bank. So as you can imagine, at the moment, the situation is um, changing on an almost hourly basis. We are very aware of, of what is going to be a major food crisis there. There'll be situations that will be emerging in the Ukraine, but something we're focusing on at the moment is actually the refugee crisis, places like Poland, Slovakia, Hungary, Romania, and Moldova. We have members that are responding there, and we're also part of the humanitarian coalition and have uh, launched an appeal for funds to help there. So uh, the first phase of our focus will be helping those that have fled conflict and that are at the moment in great need in those countries. There are great people helping in those countries, and many of our members are there as well. Within Ukraine itself, the moment with the, the war raging, it's very hard for us to get a sort of clear picture on what this will mean in the coming weeks, but we can be assured that it will mean that we'll need to be very responsive as a world community to help what, it, what will be a hunger situation there and what will be a, a major reconstruction situation at some point, but we're way, way before that now. Harrington says that the bank will be collecting donations for Ukrainian refugees. There are a number of great organizations that are responding. You can actually go to our website at www.foodgrainsbank.ca 
Uh, we do have a page up uh, regarding donations for Ukraine, and we would love to uh, gather your support in order to make that happen, especially as we work with these displaced people that are going to be in great need in the coming days. Harrington is hoping to get matching grants through the federal government similar to programs to help people in third world countries. As part of the humanitarian coalition, we have in the past received match funding for immediate crises. At the moment, we don't know if that's going to be available from the government, so this will be coming from our own resources. There is the potential for a match to come, but at the moment, again, things are just emerging and we, we can't comment on that uh, because we don't have that information that's really up to, up to the government. So at the moment, the answer for that would be no, but that could be changing by the hour. The, I know that the, uh, the relevant ministries are looking and government departments are looking at that closely at the moment. Andy Harrington is the executive director of the Canadian Food Grains Bank. The Market Update with Jim Smalley on The Source 620 CKRM. Your market update is brought to you by Nelson GM in Assiniboia and Avonlea. With new inventory arriving daily, they'll find vehicles that fit your agriculture lifestyle. Proudly serving southern Saskatchewan for over 60 years, see Nelson GM today. Feed barley went up by 5 to 382, canola up by 2 to 984, lentils went up by 6 to 865, with one red spring wheat going up by 7 to 493. Everything else stayed the same. Durham remained at 551, flax at 976, oats at 501, yellow peas at 634, and feed wheat at 261. It's the livestock reports on the source 620 CKRM. Weyburn Livestock Exchange, call Weyburn 842-4574. Now here is the latest livestock quote. This is Grant Barnett with the Market Report. Heartland Livestock here in Moose Jaw. 1500 at our Tuesday pre-sort. This market is kind of like the green and the cattle feed boards. It's up and down everywhere right now. Here's what happened. These 588 weight red and blacks at 225 and 75. 706 tans at 206 and a quarter. Or 878 red and black steers at 183.75. 529 weight tan heifers at 197 and a quarter. 595 reds at 85 and a quarter. 680 weight blacks at 178.75 and the big 791 replacement type red heifers at 173. Cow market was a touch stronger here this week. 200 of them on offer. 88 to 96. We did have one cow bring a dollar one and I haven't said that in quite some time. 80 to 87 on them hay fed cows. A dollar 15 to a dollar 27 on the big bulls. Next pre sort here is in two weeks. You can give us a call here at Heartland Livestock Moosha at 692-2385. This is Grant Barnett reporting. Let's have one great afternoon. Coming up next is the Resource Report. This is the Saskatchewan Resource Report on 620 CKRM. Here's Jim Smalley. Tanner Waldo-Scribner once again filling in for Jim Smalley with the Resource Report brought to you by Second Look Online Auction. Visit secondlookonlineauction.com to see what's up for bid. And things are looking up when it comes to the markets. Adam Bacallo, a a portfolio manager with PI Financial, caught up with us for a wrap-up on the week. Futures contract increased approximately $65 a ton here for the week. We're sitting at approximately at 1086. And then on the Minneapolis wheat futures contract on the May, again, the front month, as we're talking here, we are limit up 60 cents on the day again, sitting at 1178. 
eight and a quarter. So that is up a dollar eighty two a bushel here just this week, which sounds like a large move, and it is. However, the Chicago and Kansas markets, those are the ones that actually have increased even more substantially recently with all of the tensions in Russia and Ukraine, um, there is definite short covering happening on all of these markets. On top of really what's going on in the Black Sea area, exports uh, being halted there. There's really no rain in the forecast actually in the next two weeks for Kansas, Oklahoma, and Texas. So there's even some weather news that is supporting the wheat market. And right now, again, just traders remain nervous over kind of the short-term supply, and that's what's driving these front months significantly higher. Adam McCallow is a portfolio manager with PI Financial. On the markets, the TSX is up 8 points to 21,259. The Dow Jones is down 429 points to 33,365. Oil is up $3.53 to $111.20 per barrel. The Canadian dollar has dropped to 48 one hundredth of a cent to $78.38 U.S. That's the resource report. If you missed any segment of the show, tune in to the On Demand Saskatchewan Agriculture Today podcast brought to you by Gowan Canada. Gowan Canada understands the challenges growers face and takes pride in finding effective crop protection solutions. Visit GowanCanada.com to learn more. That's Saskatchewan Agriculture Today. I'm Tanner Wallace-Scribner and Jim Smalley will be with you on Monday. You've been listening to Saskatchewan Agriculture Today with Jim Smalley on 620 CKRM. If you missed any of today's broadcast, download the podcast now online at 620CKRM.com. Saskatchewan Agriculture Today, following the 12 o'clock news on your voice for everything A. 620 CKRM. This podcast brought to you by Gowan Canada, makers of edge microactive pre-emergent herbicides.